your ego. Go on, say it. Nice sustain on that note. <laughs> well, that and is nice sustain welcome to my Because I played it. Yeah, that's right. All of these nursing stories are from a long time ago in a hospital far, far away. Welcome to the next episode of Not My Patient. You couldn't get a better announcer than you. Oh, thank you so much. That's very kind. Like, I was thinking of mixing it up, but I don't. <laughs> mixing it up? What do we you mean? Probably could, we probably could share hosting things. Do you think or not? Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to monopolise. I think, Jay, you've anyway. just got a uh, face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble is, too, like, he's, we're, Thanks. Not, we're, we're not going to fit in this room um, with his ego for much longer either. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, this about me. <laughs> anyway, what's the name of this one? Fresh meat. Fresh meat. You had to whisper it. I knew you'd do that. Yeah. I was There's just a like, slobbery thing here comes, here comes a Clarice sound. <laughs> Whatever it is. I keep saying I want to watch that movie again. I never do. It's a slobber coming somewhere. <laughs> a lip smack. Fresh meat. The experience of being a grad. Well, oh, all of us have been a grad. Every single one of us here. We have. We hope Every so. Every gnarled mean, miserable old matron has been a grad at some point, haven't they? Yeah, but thankfully I think um, grads are treated a bit better these days than back in my day because you were just like the lowest living life form. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah. They don't really offer grad programs that much these days. In the big tertiary hospitals you do, but I feel like they're not run as well Yeah. to my... Standards. <laughs> <laughs> what you do are you? Have standards, Flo. You do have standards. <laughs> oh, yes, there you go. They may be low, but you have them nonetheless. Despite, despite what they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, my my grad program was um, based around ED because I wanted to be a hot shot ED. You know, mm. you know ER. Like, like most people watching nurses. too much television. Way too much television, and then they decided that you had to have a. Um, uh, mental health background in order to be able to go into emergency. So I got sent off to locked wards, you know, as a nurse. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> say you have to have a mental health background. <laughs> I'll put that on my CV. Not on your medical history, more in your background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my first experience as a grad was on my second day, and that involved being physically assaulted by a schizophrenic gentleman who decided that he wanted to punch me a lot. And uh, that was not pleasant. I did not enjoy that at all. <laughs> Welcome so, to nursing, son. <laughs> well, that was exactly the debrief that I got from that uh, institution that I was working in. That was a, as far as it went. Welcome to the ward. That was it. That was it. Stand here and cop it. You cop it. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, Actual, that, like, that so was you dark actually days. copped it? Yeah, I was um, basically well, watching well, he, a group of guys. You couldn't hit him. You couldn't hit the patient. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fight. <laughs> It's a it's a defend yourself while you're pressing your duress button as much as you possibly can. So I um, was watching a group of patients hanging out as you do, and I could see a, a guy just doing these ever decreasing circles closer and closer to me, and I could see and feel that something was up. You know, it's not looking good. And I turned to him and I looked at him and I said, "Oh, everything okay?" And I, before I got the okay out, he just launched himself into me. <laughs> Punches, flailing. And what I can remember is like trying to keep him at arm's length, pressing my dress button that was on my hip, flipping over and falling on the ground next to him. And then by that time, 
I think even patients went to like my sort of rescue and then you have staff members there to get you uh, sort of safe from the situation and, and sort of de-escalate everything. And that was my debrief, was um, welcome to the ward. Oh, yeah. And your colleagues are probably standing back going, come on, <laughs> come on, give him one. <laughs> Don't well, be a pussy. Oh, this is that thing though, isn't it? It's like you're a nurse. You're not there to fight people. It, Jesus. Isn't it interesting though how you said other patients come to your aid? Mm. I feel like that's often the case. Usually you have other bystanders like patients and family that help you more than your colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> your colleagues are in the drug room trying to draw up some type of sedation like, yeah. and dart them at them. But yeah, that, was, that was my intro. And then so I was like, my God, this is – and the whole time I was like, that's not what I got into nursing for. It was not to be doing that. But that was it. So six months there and then, yeah, after that moved into an emergency department after that six months. And then the real sort of – other crazy stuff started to happen because they ex- oh, sorry they expect you to because you've had a mental health background they expect you to be the guru of mm. mental health you know but you're not you're a grad nurse that's trying to learn ED yeah a lot so, of it yeah, is mental just, health though isn't it well yeah a, a lot Fake of it, it. Mm. but it's you know then of course they put you straight back into the you know zone where you're the guy that's looking after the the uh, mentally unstable addict or whatever so. so you were a graduate in ed so you went to mental I health was. facility and then you went as a graduate into emergency so a I second did. year grad program yeah so you go from no clinical all behavioral management mm. to 100 percent clinical or well not 100 percent, but obviously super clinical and um behavioral management so mm. and world championship wrestling and world yeah and yeah definitely mma and yeah do you know that teachers I was speaking to a friend of mine that's a teacher. It's interesting that you say that, Jay, because I was saying, how do you manage up to 30 kids a day? And they. Medazzling. <laughs> well, I'm thinking they should start introducing bottom. something like that because they teach them purely about behavior management more than the curriculum. In nursing, we don't really get taught much about behavior management, do we? Not really. Once upon a time, in a code blue, on a certain word, there was an old lady on the floor. So when I was a grad. I attended a code blue one time and this poor old lady was on an orthopedic wood and she'd fallen over and she was a rather a large lady and her anatomy was awkward and it was varied. <laughs> Let's just say this. Her breasts had become the victims of gravity and time. Like an old man's ball sack, they were any fucking way they wanted to flow. Pendulous Anyhow, is the word you're looking for. Somewhere. Pendulous. Pendulous. Anyway. Someone was attempting to take a set of vital observations and they were unsuccessful in attempting to gain a, a, a valid blood pressure from this woman. And they kept pumping, kept pumping, kept... It was a manual. They were pumping you? away. Pump, no, it wasn't. Oh. I, was in a te- I was doing the classic grad thing. Walk around in circles trying to look like you can help, but you're doing nothing. <laughs> Just... Keep walking till someone asks you to hold a pen. Or yeah, you, do, you do nothing with this inc- incredible level of intensity. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look you really look intense. Like, like I'm yeah. doing something. Actually, you're not. Yeah. So I was doing fuck all. Here's a 10 mil of saline. Yeah. So anyway, by the, by the time the doctors were there and then there was a hospital coordinator and the, she's still on the floor and they still haven't gained a BP and they're doing other, you know, looking into her and she's vaguely coming to... They realise that they've got the BP cuff wrapped between her arm and her right breast. <laughs> so they've wrapped a titty inside that cuff. They're pumping away on that titty and they're not getting a reading. 
And one of the, the hospital coordinator that was there looks and goes, it's wrapped around a tip. <laughs> so we extracted said did mammary gland. Did she actually gland. say that? Did she say it's she wrapped said, around a tit? Well, yeah, she did. <laughs> it's around a tit. <laughs> and so. Yeah, tit. <laughs> we were all a bunch of fucking tits and that guy blew, I can tell you. But she was, you know, she got through it. Anyway, she probably had a sore titty after did that. Did she not say anything? Well, no, she was kind of doing the old classic dying. She was dying. No, she she wasn't actually dying. A lot of code blues, they're not dying. She's not going to like wake up from her code blue and go, sorry, that thing's wrapped around my (laughs) teeth. Was she unconscious, Jay? Oh, I'm a titty. (laughs) She was not screaming out for her titty. You know, I'm picturing. No, she was. She was kind of unconscious in rabbit's ears quotation marks. I there was a little bit of behavioural aspect there. I've got to say. Do you know? I was I picturing. She regretted that. You know how you get those balloons that you turn into sausage dogs? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The nipple goes and harder. The giraffe. <laughs> no. no, when you blow them up more, Jay, and the yeah. nipple goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing as you she, blow it up. She didn't make that sound. <laughs> she was going. And then she woke up. <laughs> that was fun. So as I stopped circling the entire code blue doing nothing, <laughs> I had With to laugh intensity. at the teddy. Yeah, I was very intently doing nothing. But So that was one of my first. The, the, the fear of the code blue is something a grad goes through, isn't it? You know, the, the whole idea of like, fuck, don't let a code blue happen on the shift. Please don't, because I've got no idea. You've done your you A-list. But you just don't notice it. Sometimes oh, no, they don't. They don't do their ALS all the time as a grad. <laughs> you don't notice it. I, I never fucking did a thing. I could have <laughs> sworn that patient was a bit blue around the gills. Yeah. I was on the toilet. Was it me? And I reckon too when that when that um, when that bell goes off, I reckon a lot of people head for the toilet. Oh, I fucking tell you. <laughs> and you get the over. Oh, the super nurse. Oh. Or the super grad. No one likes airway, a super chest compressions, grad. drugs, everything. Stand aside, stand aside, you know. Yeah. I used, to, I, wo- I used to unfortunately work with a guy that was a super nurse who um, would call code blues on other people's patients because he loved the drama. Ugh. And it was an award that was quite acutely critical in, in terms of most people were quite fragile. They would drop. But this guy would come on and he'd look at – he'd have his own patient though, but he'd be looking at everybody else's to see who he could call one on <laughs> They didn't call one, and that would happen. And then he'd be standing, "What's the lactate? What's the CO two? What's going on?" And, and people are going, "Who the fuck is this character?" Oh, that reminds me. Actually, you know, when you're a young nurse and you go out to a festival or a big night out, and you know you've got to work on a Sunday, but it was just too late at this time. It was like six oh, o'clock, and the cutoff is six o'clock in the morning. But I was just coming home, and I was thinking, "Do I call now? It's too late now. They'll never replace me." So I thought, "No, I'll get a second win." Code blue. <laughs> You'll get a second wind while you're trying to save lives. <laughs> so code blue actually went off one of these days. It was a Sunday. And I can remember just holding onto the vomit bag the whole time in the background while the code blue was going off. <laughs> and then, Are you right? I said, I just can't cope with the blood. <laughs> but I was so hungover. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Australian healthcare is in good hands. I think there's always hands. lots of stories, like in the olden days, of nurses, like, you know, going on a bender and then going to work the next day. Yeah. I did have a really unfortunate experience once when I was um, living in a nurse's quarters and um, we'd had a pretty big night 
but didn't get home till late. And um, we had our handover in like a patient lounge. So it was like couches and benches and stuff like that. And I, the alarm went off late. And I just got up and went, fuck, into the, you know, zip up, shoes on, ran over to work and sat down <laughs> next to me and said, you've got pillow marks on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, kind of went like that. And she goes, and you stink of booze. Oh, that's a great no, I was young. You should have said that's from studying books and the smell of booze is the alcohol hand rub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, um, how demoralising though. I did look in, look in the mirror and I did have pillow marks pillow on my marks. face still. Um, actually, Jay, talking about like um, blood pressure in that lady's titty, I had a similar experience titty. when I was a great... Titty! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think had to titty, say that. T-I-double-D-Y sounds better than titty. titty. Oh, titty. <laughs> <laughs> So I was a grad nurse on a urology ward Ew. and there was a patient that came in that... No titties there. <laughs> we've talked about FIFO before. This is a FIFO patient. <laughs> he had taken too much Viagra oh. while at work. Oh, oh Lord. I'm sure okay. offering up there. That's an anyway. excessive wank right yeah. there, <laughs> isn't it? Flown in from the RFDS, came in with a large erection. Yeah, priapism is the actual technical term. It is. Yes. Yes. My priapism's <laughs> aching. <laughs> It's had a priapism for the last 17 hours. Yeah. I thought there was a brand of car called priapism. Yes, it's a Toyota priapism. Uh, yes. <laughs> you're an absolute cock if you buy but one. They're, of only, they're only quite small cars, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Generally, there's one driver, there's no other passengers. That's oh. right. So, priapism. <laughs> prior? Priapism. Prior, priapism. I like to prior. say prior. prior. I think priapism. it's prior. Priapism, yeah. So every other treatment didn't work. They tried injecting Valium into his penis. Valium, just to relax his cock. Yeah, didn't work. So he got sent up to the ward and here I was. And they said, very quick and short order by the doctor, wrap a blood pressure cuff around his penis and inflate it every 15 minutes. Wow. So I'm like, okay. So it wasn't a large penis by any means. So right. I've grabbed a adult size adult. blood pressure cuff and it's wrapped around at the base. <laughs> oh, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> there every 15 minutes pumping it up and the doctor's coming and says, where's the penis? <laughs> where's the penis? <laughs> it's underneath his it. blood pressure cuff. Here it is. <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> and like he meant to say get a paediatric cuff so you can see the tip of the penis, right? Oh, so that's kind of weird though. <laughs> and I was meant to be using a paediatric cuff so you could see the tip. Or the penis oh, you could see it like, like a gopher coming out of a gopher hole. Yes. Yeah. But instead I had this big adult cuff wrapped around him and you couldn't so see it. So that thing could have like turned a horrible shade of black, grey yeah. black. And Needless to say, he did lose the top of his penis, but not from my pumping. Oh. What, lost it? Like a set of khakis? Yeah. It fell off. <laughs> Where's it gone? The tip fell off. What, necrotic? And yeah, it necrotic and fell from off. From you pumping it? No, it wasn't from me pumping. If I was but pumping for, it no, properly, he wouldn't have probably lost it. No, oh. it was too far gone. But um, he had to have plastic surgery on it and grow a new tip. What about draining it with a little butterfly needle in one of the veins? I did well, that Well, they once. would have tried everything. I was the last not point of call. I was the last point of call and my wow. pumping was not sufficient enough to survive. Well, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> if you can't pump a penis back to flaccidity, what sort of nurse do you call yourself? He was too far gone. I don't know how much Too far gone. Yeah. That should That's be a terrible. name for another episode, Too Far Gone. But it's funny, actually, with genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) 
and nudity as a graduate nurse you know, I was really embarrassed just because he was like only a few years older than me and I'm sitting at the bedside literally looking away How at the How old clock. were you at the time? Uh, 24. Okay, so fairly young. Yeah, and yeah. he was like about 28 and I'm sitting there looking at the clock just pumping it. Right. You know, and then you don't know where to look. It's a bit like showering patients. Like you just strip them off and you're like hosing them and you don't know where to look or what to talk about. But yeah, we've now, talked about that. Me and G don't do that. We aren't showering people, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I do now? I don't think I've ever seen a patient undressed. <laughs> We've never seen one years. in the shower, that's for sure. Don't take my clothes off. No, just get in there. <laughs> You're self-caring, eh? So, uh, but no, I'm right saying as a graduate nurse, you feel really awkward. And I'm in there showering them and I usually put Frank Sinatra on. Start spreading the news. <laughs> really? Why I'm Frank showering Sinatra? you today. Mm. Frank Sinatra is your go-to. It's my shower song. Ah. And I play it for the patients when I shower them to break down that yeah. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is generational music after all, it isn't is, it? Yeah. So, yeah. So as a graduate nurse, I was always like felt awkward about about nudity and genitalia, but now I'm all for it. I didn't. I always felt really awkward. <laughs> awkward <about laughs> we know. I know. I always, as a new nurse, I always felt really awkward about dead people. <clears throat> yeah, sharing them. No, <laughs> no, breaking them. <laughs> No. Pumping cuffs around. No blood pressure oh. cuffs there. Um, <laughs> Why did you feel... But I, I think I watch too much TV, no but I <clears throat> actually thought that I, I was just always scared that a dead person was just going to sit up and go, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Why would they go, boo! I don't know. I, think I was I just always watched, worried. I think I just watched too much, too many scary movies. But the first dead person I ever saw... The um, RN that I was with, I tell you what, I was like right behind her, just about glued to her back. Wow. Like <laughs> I wasn't moving anywhere she wasn't, oh, you know wow. what I mean? When she was out the door, I was like close behind. I wasn't going to stay in there with had you, you. Had you ever been to a funeral and seen an open casket or no. ever seen any exposure to anybody that no. passed at all? No. no, no. So that's very confronting for a lot of people, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah. it took me a long time not to think that they would wake <laughs> up and go, boo! <laughs> I was always worried, like, if you were rolling them and washing them, that they'd fall off the bed and it would be a complete shit show to get them back up. Or if rigor mortis had set in and you'd snap one of their limbs off. I've got a story that I may... Have I told you about that? Um, <coughs> the first time that I um, was asked as an AIN, or P, I think I was a PCA at the time, patient care assistant, I was asked by a nurse to go into a room to take a guy's watch off. But it was a very casual request. It was like, can you go into a room and so-and-so and see Mr. Blah-de-blah -blah and just take his watch off? And I'm like, oh, yeah, if you're having trouble with the clasp. So I go in the room and I walk around. I'm like, oh, he doesn't look well. <laughs> <laughs> so I take his watch off. <laughs> he's, not, he's not talking to me. <laughs> he's fucking not moving. He didn't say, hey, he's what, quite are you, cool. what are you doing? Give me that watch back. So I come out with the watch and go, what's going on? <laughs> she goes, Oh, he's deceased. And like, a fucking heads up would have been yeah, you, okay. You could have told me that, yeah. You know? Oh. And another time was being asked to come and assist with a nurse in uh, preparing a patient for transfer to the mortuary. And this poor person had passed uh, and they had had their head up on two pillows. Right. So we were told the family are not going to come and view the person we're to put them into the mortuary as soon as possible. So we get the mortuary trolley, we go there, and this guy was lying in bed with, up with his head up on two pillows. Now, Rigor had set in, we take the pillows away, his head's sticking up on a neck. <laughs> we have to kind of like gently try to get him flatter. <laughs> so we get him 
as flat as we can. His head's still sticking forward like this. <laughs> and then we hear a knock on the door, like fairly rapid, insistent knock. We open a, a crack, and, and <laughs> the other nurse goes, the family are in the hallway. And we're like, fuck! He's halfway across the bed onto the trolley. Oh, his head's no. sticking up. We have to pull the poor guy back, try to make him as presentable as possible, and put the pillows back again. And although I wasn't even a nurse then, I was a PCA at the time, and it was just like, this is like un, you know, uncharted territory. So that was kind of my sort of deal then. And then as you um, become a nurse, you do get a little bit more used to the natural sort of process of them passing away and stuff. But <coughs> yeah, the rolling of them and then the expulsion of gases and whatever fluids is another thing altogether, isn't it? When you roll over someone <coughs> and they go, <goes, laughs> <laughs> yeah, the-, <laughs> the last bit of air. Comes out of whatever orifice. That last uh, bit of hope for the family. They're breathing. <laughs> <laughs> last hope, all right. Fucking very last hope. <laughs> like a tie going down. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you a story about. <laughs> Just before my granddad passed away, and I love my granddad. He's a fucking top bloke, and I've got several aunties. One of my aunties is a very spiritual person who goes to mystics and mediums and wants to talk to the aunties. Oh, crikey. The past. And my other other auntie is a very practical person. She's very straight down the line. And my my poor granddad, God rest his soul, he's a champion bloke. Very, very sick. He's in renal failure. He had a pneumonia. Everything was going on. And he was up in his bed and my aunties were visiting him and he's sitting there and he's very close to passing. He's not well. And he's saying, the light, the light. <laughs> my auntie Kerry's going, you just walk into the light, Dad. You walk into the light. And my auntie Jill's going, looking at him. <laughs> Granddad goes, the light. She goes, go, Dad. And he goes, turn off the fucking light. <laughs> and my auntie, auntie, auntie goes, I told you there's nothing. <laughs> cousin it was absolutely hilarious and um i remember my grandmother's funeral she granddad was in the hole first right so she was going down on top oh and, uh, okay so <laughs> it's a really teary bit and she's getting lowered down and this this cousin said to me i bet that's the only time she's ever been on top <laughs> <laughs> and i just like sort of broke for a bit teary and fucking Oh, that's what you needed a funeral, a bit of light relief. It was perfect, actually, perfectly timed. Fuck, that's good, man. That's good comedy. Yeah. You know what I also would like to talk about? Okay. Being a graduate nurse, this is my own experience, but you go, you go grad program for a year and then you just want to experience life because generally you come into it about the age of 20, 24, although you do see some mature age students turn into grad nurses at about my age, the yeah, right yeah, age yeah. of 40. However, as a young graduate nurse, you get your grad program and then you just want to get out there and travel. And I find with that, what do you mostly do when you go traveling to Europe and all sorts of things? You shag. You drink a lot. <laughs> you do. And you do other things too. So I always used to try and get jobs in agency, rural remote areas and stuff. <laughs> Sorry, that's my girlfriend. That's a, <laughs> that's the police dogs coming yeah. down. Okay, we're, uh, we're going to wrap this up now. <laughs> we're getting shut down. Let's go. 
<laughs> Grab the files! <laughs> Graduate nurse, like, and you stay in the nurse's. My fucking idiot dog barking at everyone that walks past. Sorry, go, go. So you stay at nurses' accommodation, nursing quarters. Um, some of the nurses are dodgy. Code blue on the fucking G. She's coming down. Just some of these nursing quarters. If you want to get, I can't get a BP. Trying to tell a good story. Sorry, sorry. About the nursing quarters. It's aspirated. You know how you get those... Oh! <laughs> I inspirational. Don't mind me. Yeah. Don't mind me with your story. <laughs> I'm exasperated. <laughs> I thought you said exasperated. I thought, oh, fuck, that's a flowism. No. No. Sorry. Carry on, Flo. Okay, <clears> back <throat> to the story. Talk about shagging and drugs and alcohol on tour. <laughs> In three, two, one, go. So... When you used to stay at lots of nursing quarters when you're away yeah. as a graduate nurse, um, you know how you get those UV lights when you wash your hands and you so see... So you can see semen. <laughs> <laughs> Forensic lights, you mean. Blue light. Well, that's no? it. I want, that's what I'm trying to say. Ah. If you were to scan those nursing quarters, walls and beds, I can guarantee you oh, the probability yeah. and the percentage of the amount of semen and body fluids in the nursing quarters would be higher than that in a the hospital. There's not enough bleach in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've lived in a few of them, but one particular just smelled like um, beer, cum, <laughs> pizza and pot. Beer, cum, pizza and pot. It looks like, sounds cum, like a good T-shirt. Pot. Beer, cum, pizza okay. and pot. It's going to be a Not My Patient T-shirt. Beer, cum, pizza and pot. <laughs> Fuck, that would be a good seller. We have started doing some merch, kids, if you're listening. And beer, cum, pizza and pot. Beer, be cum, pizza and pot. <laughs> I know it sounds like a good Holy weekend shit, away. That's a lot. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like a really good A and F stay, doesn't it? <laughs> that could almost be a cruise uh, promotional brochure. Beer, what? cum, pizza, and pot. <laughs> Who's in? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Where back. do we get tickets? <laughs> oh, God, it does. <laughs> I don't want any cum It actually it's my had, a, own had a kind of a haze to it too When you <laughs> opened the door This could be how you like recruit really nurses should have, You really needed to have a hazmat suit on to go in there Does anyone know a recruiting Contacted agency? Contacted airborne droplets Sorry, what? Does anyone know a recruiting agency? That's how you get nurses on board, board? Just, It's just a brochure that beer says cum, beer, cum, pizza and pot <laughs> Isn't that actually a brochure to go and work in Dubai? <laughs> I swear oh. I saw one of those when I graduated. Oh. <sighs> so that's what graduate nursing is all about. Beer, cum, pizza and pot. Nursing <laughs> quarters. And we are so on. doing a t-shirt that has beer, cum, pizza and pot. <laughs> Fuck, I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah. Beer, oh. cum, pizza and pot. <laughs> hey, what do we got? Beer, cum, pizza and pot. Oh, you've got to love nursing. So, yeah, being a great. <laughs> it's a wonder we didn't all end up with the clap, really, because we had to all share the same toilet. We all had to share the same bathroom. Like tinnier, tinnier toes. rooms, but you always had to share the same toilets Fucking and bathrooms. Tinnier in your toes is probably the least you could have got. Well, that's yeah. it. When you've got a few graduate nurses going to that same hospital, which is quite rare, like these rural places, and you end up shagging a radiographer or a doctor, 
and you've, all you've got <laughs> is a carrot. That's very high level. That's not low hanging fruit there. That's yeah. well done, you. Did you even high? Yeah. I ended up shagging a cleaner and a fucking rubbish guy. <laughs> No offence to cleaners and rubbish people. Oh, they're fucking you good just said a rubbish apparently. guy. Yeah, Jack. rubbish guy, rubbish girl. No, I'm not talking about me. I never did the um, nurses' quarters. I'm too old. And like half the rooms are like just divided with a curtain. And the next day it's like spot the tart. <laughs> you already did. Who was it that was shaking last night? Oh, something worse. I remember backpacking in Europe, you know, years ago, and you've been a, you've been in some. You know, backpacker hostel in France, and there'd be like a couple. You'd be in a bunk, and a couple going for it on the top yeah. bunk, and you'd be on the bottom. I used to kick up and say, With "You dirty bastards, stop it, stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. Or at least finish, <laughs> finish. <laughs> and you'd be thinking, "So, geez, he's lasting for hours. And you stop it. <laughs> hours, fucking hours. Good on you, <laughs> fucking backpacker land." Uh, but that's my great experience. <laughs> Well, it's been a very educational And podcast. it actually ties yes. then into sterility. Because. <laughs> that's because. Well, you're my obviously not fucking experiences are nursing quarters. STD clinic. <laughs> and sterility. sterility. Because I remember as a nurse, I always used to be so paranoid about what was sterile and what was not. And so I remember putting down a 10 mil syringe on this desktop and one of the nurses was from a, a, a clinical nurse. Yep. Don't put it down! <laughs> the tip of the Don't syringe. Don't put the tip. <laughs> obviously that sterility didn't go into your life afterwards. No. <laughs> really? Hold some balls, will you? <laughs> yeah. No gloves needed. No. Like, so I always constantly, like, I'm just always think of that moment when I went and put the syringe down on the desktop, and she's like, "Be careful of sterility." <laughs> okay. So yeah, nursing quarters, sterility, STDs. Good times being a great. Don't pot. Oh man. And imagine if you could actually market a fragrance that was the mixture of all of those things, be it gum, pizza and pot. You know? <laughs> a little bit of each. Don't put that out there because someone's going to gonna steal oh, that off us. We, that need to, we need to talk to Amani or Dolce yeah. & Gabbana. Oh, you could have it, yeah, not all mixing it all in one um, Yeah, perfume, just so you get a hint of, Chanel, you know, like beer, in a wine you can pizza, get. pot. <laughs> Can get, get like in a wine, you. you can get tannins and you can get all sort of different aromas. Why can't you get become pizza and pot <laughs> in a perfume? Well, you can. There it is. Mm, make that. Mm, you smell like. <laughs> God, you smell like a good night out <laughs> or a bad night out. That's right. Oh, you smell like a nursing quarters. <laughs> That's the name of the fragrance. Nursing quarters. <laughs> get it on you. Beer, what? Pizza, where? <laughs> come, what? Here, on me? Pot, yeah. Beer, come, pizza, pot. Yeah.